everybody. Welcome back to Letterman Row for the Buyers Auto Practice Report. Halfway through game week, uh, a lot of a lot of water under the bridge since the last time the Buckeyes played. But Saturday at noon, they will be back in the horseshoe against Nebraska. Talk to uh, Greg Madison and four of those veteran Buckeyes today before their practice uh, in Berm. I just they are confident. I don't know any other way to yeah. say it, especially starting with Thayer Munford uh, and talking about that offensive line. A, he's healthy, and B, he's uh, extremely p- pleased with the four guys uh, who will be with him up front. Yeah, I like days like today because we got to talk to a defensive coach. We got to talk to a linebacker, a defensive back, a wide receiver, an offensive lineman. Uh, but for me, the takeaway is Thayer Munford, and not just the confidence he has in the overall offensive line, but the belief that he expects – the replacement of J.K. Dobbins to be as good as J.K. Dobbins between the combination of Master Teague and, um, you know, Trey Sermon and everyone else. And I'm going back to this, and we talked about this a little bit yesterday because we did talk to Greg Studrara about uh, the health of Thayer Munford over the last year plus. Like, to me, and this is not meant to be an offensive to anybody, but, like, I didn't think Thayer Munford was that bad when he was playing at not 100% because let's think about – like Isaiah Prince, for example, when he was 100% and and some of the games that he had in in his career, uh, we never saw anything like that out of Thayer Munford. So uh, I think that it's interesting just to to see where that ceiling uh, can move to now that he's where he wanted to be all along. I think if you you look back, and we know he talked about missing the Northwestern game and what he tried to go through to play in the Wisconsin game, and I remember talking to him about that afterwards. He knew – you go back and look at the sacks that, and the pressure that Wisconsin got, it was coming at Thayer Munford. There were, I think if you took the entire body of work for the season, there was a reason that Ohio State didn't say, hey, stop, you're, you're hurt, because he was still helping them for the most part. But against the better competition, I think you could see the fact that Thayer Munford was not the way he, he was not performing it the way he was as a sophomore, but he also wasn't making excuses. And it was hard to know, you know, exactly that his workouts had been limited, that he wasn't able to get that drive, that his core, you know, with the back injury, he wasn't able to, you know, really do much in the past sets. That that Wisconsin game, like, that's what I think is driving when he talks about it himself. Like, he's obviously doing something I can't do. I'm not criticizing that. I do think that it wasn't up to his standards, and he said that he was playing at 70 80%. I agree to your, your point that he wasn't playing at a level that Ohio State had to say, take him out of the lineup. Right. He wasn't a liability like we had seen uh, at, at times in the past, and I don't mean to interrupt the point, but I think it's interesting that potentially Thayer's refusal to come out of the lineup because, you know, that whole are you hurt or are you injured thing may have slowed down the development of uh, Nick Petit-Frere on the other side because Nick would have been forced to play in some of those situations. So now you see the fruit of that on the other side, you know, as you're trying to figure out who the opposite tackle is. So, I mean, that's the tough guy mentality of an offensive lineman, right? I mean, you, you you don't come off the field unless you can't move. And he, there were times when he literally looked like he couldn't move and still wouldn't come off the field. And I don't think there's anybody in the country that talks about the Joe Moore Award more than Spencer Holbrook. Uh, so if Thayer Munford expects to win it, I think he laid down the chips right there that they, they want to be the most dominant unit in Ohio State history and they want to be viewed as the best in the country this year. Well, Greg Stradrawa said they were going to be better than they were last year, and I'm not going to doubt him at all because if you talk to Thayer right now, he seems like – the one guy on the roster who's not a captain, but is kind of a captain. I, th- I think he's taken on that leadership role more than it, I think I ever thought he would. 
Uh, and then you, you go to the other side, he's excited about Nick Petit Frere. He doesn't even have to be excited about Josh Myers and Wyatt Davis because you know they're just going to maul people in the middle. And then you've got Harry Miller right beside him who, you know, he called a genius and he's been raving about and everybody that you've talked to says he's going to be fantastic. This unit should win that award. I think it's a good indicator of uh, things to come when he starts talking about how confident he is, because uh, I, I didn't see that confidence from him last year. There was a little bit, but it wasn't near what it is now. And that unit last year was amazing. So We've, this yeah. year it should be fantastic. We've talked a lot in the last few weeks about floors and ceilings and, and all that stuff. But the addition of Harry Miller and Nick Petit Frere, who are two five-star offensive line prospects to go with Josh Myers and Wyatt Davis, who are two five-star offensive line prospects, like the ceiling is considerably higher for this group than it was before. Uh, and again, that's not to disparage Brandon Bowen or any of the other guys that have moved on, but the, the bottom, the floor for these guys is way, way better than it has been in the past. This is like the, this is the offensive line that you really have been looking toward for the last few years. That continued. And I think that there Munford should talk to us every single day uh, based on the insight that he gave at other positions. Cause you know, he got, like, oh, was the running game going to be fine? He said, oh, yeah. I mean, Trey Sermon can take this to another level. Uh, and he's fast and he's strong and he lowers his pads. And, and we love Master Teague and, and all that. Like, he, he is more of a truth teller, I think, than anybody on this team. And not that anyone uh, lies about it, but I think that he, he just doesn't really have a filter. You know, I remember have that. We, have we found our slob, Damon Arnett? Have <laughs> we found him? I don't know if I'm ready for that, but he's very close. He's the preseason uh, he's preseason candidate for that, although Seven Banks is very high up there as well. Listen, did we just create new Letterman Row postseason awards? Yes, we did. The, the Damon Arnett Trophy for for refreshing media talk? Yeah, it's going to be like a microphone or maybe, maybe a, a wrist cast in honor of, of what Damon Arnett had to wear all of last year. I don't know. Obviously, he's the namesake for that, but it's just – and I think that that was actually true, you know, of you know Marcus Williamson talking about the other guys in the, in the defensive secondary, Chris Olave talking about the guys that he's gone up against, those matchups and the way that the, the young freshmen are coming along. Like there was a lot of uh, – a lot more confidence from these guys today than maybe we're used to. And it was refreshing. And I think maybe it's also a sign that training camp is over. You're not yeah. talking about position battles and all that stuff. Like they're getting ready for Nebraska – and you can tell that this team believes that they're going to go out and play very well on Saturday. Yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. The one thing that I – the last thing I want to look for in this offensive line is I want to see the stats of the yards before contact because I, I don't think Trey Sermon's going to be touched at the line of scrimmage all year. I, I just think these guys are too good. But the, the confidence oozing from these guys, when you get – Ryan Day said 39 practices and you know what's at stake here with all the COVID protocols and everything, it just brings these guys closer together – the training camp's over, you know, it's time to put the pads on. It's time to hit somebody from Nebraska and, and not have to worry about going against, you know, the same guys over and over us tough Borland, who that guy is, he's had to match into for 40 days, you know, yeah. that's over. He doesn't have to do that anymore. And, and now he gets to go tackle Adrian Martinez. And that's gotta be just kind of stress relieving. I would think, you know, you didn't know if you have a season, it's finally here. Uh, you're three days uh, from the season and, and you still don't have any, any bad COVID news, you know, it's got to be pretty refreshing for these guys. And I imagine it's just a, a breath of fresh air to know that it's finally here. You should probably knock on some wood for what you just said there about the three days to the game, Spencer. But, you know, and for Tough Boylan, the answer was he's he's had to go against Josh Myers every single day. If you've done that for 40 straight days or 40 out of 45, playing against anybody else 
but especially somebody on that Nebraska offensive line, that's going to be like a walk in the park. So you can imagine. Not to mention, not to mention four straight years. Yeah, <laughs> of, of, of doing that and getting better. So getting a chance to do that against a Nebraska team, we, we hear Ohio State players talk about, you know, iron sharpening iron and, and how difficult their practices are all the time. That's why when you get through it and you get a chance to go play against anyone, uh, they take it, they, they're not going to uh, take that for granted whatsoever. Uh, and also why you hear, you know, Thayer Munford talking about them wanting to be dominant and send them, sending a message because, you know, we've, we've also heard that this week that uh, what do you have to do to coo- to catch Alabama and Clemson and getting back in the college football playoff race. And, you know, all this time for that talk is over. And I think that, you know, the three of us are ready for that to be done. And, and certainly the players and coaching staff are. Yeah. I mean, this off season has been et- eternal and, you know, we, we've got to this point and not to get, you know, emotional, but Ooh, uh, we've talked, we, we've, we've talked about it over and over in these last few months, how important it was for these kids to have this opportunity. And, you know, if you look at the university of Florida and the outbreak they had in the last two weeks, like you simply just don't know what's going to happen next week. And, these dudes have worked way, way too hard to to look past this one game. And that's why I really think that they're going to go out on Saturday and just absolutely take Nebraska behind the woodshed and take out some frustration. <laughs> I think one of the one of the things I wanted to mention during this this thing, and you talk about taking somebody out behind the woodshed, this defensive line, one of the, the quotes that stuck out to me is somebody asked Greg, Greg Madison, who are you excited to see on the defensive line? And, and he, he's not really this, this quick with his answers, but he just said all of them. Yeah. And I think that's something that put, needs to put Nebraska on notice. I doubt they're listening to Greg Madison talk to us. But, but if they are, they need to really take notice with that offensive line because these defensive linemen are just going to maul people. It's go, I, I, I'm really wondering why they're being so short-sold because every year – that they lose one of these dominant defensive ends. We, we ask the same question, who's next, who's going to, how are they ever going to replace this guy? And the next one just comes off the assembly line and is ready to have 10 and a half, 13 to 13 sacks. It, it just, it never seems to end. And I think that's one of the biggest takeaways from this entire two hours that we were there is Greg Madison's just excited to see everybody. And that defensive Buckeyes line fans, would be awesome. Buckeyes fans have been so spoiled over the last handful of years because we talk and you every year the draft conversation comes around and it's like, oh, this is a once every 10 year type defensive lineman. And the Buckeyes have had three of those guys in the last three years. So like you start to be like, oh, geez, this is just what's going to happen every time. And and now you you are excited to see someone actually step up and fill that role. Um, and, and it just so happens that you do have a top five prospect in the country in Zach Harrison ready to step in. So maybe you have the next once every 10 year guy. But, um, you know, I just think that in general, you sense this quiet. Uh, this group today is, is, a, is a good uh, group, you know, group for this statement with Tough Borland, with Chris Olave, with Marcus Williamson, uh, with Thayer Munford. Those are not like the outside of Thayer, who's a little more vocal. Those dudes are really confident, but they're really calm. They're really under control. Uh, and I think they're just finally ready to hit somebody else. I think nothing proves your point more than, than Tough Borland, who uh, goes out of his way, I think, uh, to be a boring interview and not to talk about himself. And I, I, know, I didn't mean that as an insult. That's just he, he's like John Simon in that way. He's a team captain, and you know – that when the microphones are, are off, when the recorders aren't around, when the media's not around, that he has the respect and can say a lot more to the rest of his team. But when he's even opening up more the way he did today 
again, by tough Borland standards, that that's a pretty good indication of what kind of team Ohio State thinks that it has and what it can do on Saturday. Um, I'm not sure that we need to belabor that point anymore because we finally get to see it uh, in three days. Uh, we'll finally have a rapid reaction with a game to break down uh, coming from the horseshoe. Coverage is going to be different, but we're going to find our way to give you as much as we possibly can as we have throughout this whole ordeal, especially when it ends on Saturday. So stay tuned for all that. Stay with us throughout the week. That's my friend Jeremy Birmingham, my guy Spencer Holbrook. I am Austin Ward. This has been the Practice Report brought to you by Byers Auto. Saturday noon, Ohio State, Nebraska. We'll see you there.